The following program is made possible in part by the generous financial support of listeners like you. By Maximize Life Chiropractic, bringing you to optimum health, Maximize Life Chiropractic. For more information in the Denver metro area, give them a call at 303-922-8146 or visit the website at www.MaximizeLifeChiropractic.com. By Internet Media Providers, makers of X-Cable. Watch almost any television station in the world, including programs on demand with X-Cable. For more information, look for the link to Internet Media Providers on this website or app, or visit us directly at www. Dot internet media providers dot com. The opinions and views expressed in the following program are solely those of the show hosts and guests of the program, and are not necessarily those of CTK Radio Ministries, CTK Media Services, or the management and staff thereof. Welcome, one and all, to the Prophecy Show. I'm your host, Michael Van Lowe. I'm here, as always, with my lovely wife, Angela, and the prophet of the hour, Dr. Andrew. How are you today, sir? Doing great. Thank you. So, uh, here we are, uh, right where the Bible said we would be, but we are talking about the philosophy of the prophecy, and who is the philosopher we're going to talk about today? So, we're talking about George Abraham Friedrich Hilo. He's a German philosopher, okay. and he spoke on the spirit. Mm. Very, uh, yeah, it's a tough subject because yeah, we don't really understand what the spirit is. True. Um, so he developed the concept of Geist, which in translation means spirit mind. Okay. Geist. So, Geist. so he says that, um, he insisted that one is not just an individual, but we're part of a spirit, right? Okay. And, and it's the spirit that unifies all of us. Um, and Christ spoke of that. Christ's disciples spoke of that. Hmm. And he said, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or remain absent, I will hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit. Okay. With one man striving together for the faith of the gospel, for the things one. Uh, and God promised that we would become one spirit and one heart, right? Right. He says, I will give them one heart and put a new spirit in them. I will take this heart of stone out of their flesh and give them a heart of flesh. That they may speak in my statutes and keep my ordinances and do them. Then they shall be my people and I shall be their God. Ezekiel 11. Hmm. But when we enter in this world, when mankind entered into this earth, Man's spirit was contrary to this unity. Okay. So, 
The reason for this is that there's a division in spirit between master and servant, okay? Okay. It says, but this consciousness and, con and consequence takes a negative attitude towards the relation of lordship and bondage. Hmm. You know, in other words, there's a lord and there's a bond, bondsman. Okay. Its action in the case of the master results in his not simply having his truth in and through the bondsman, and then that of the bondsman and not finding the truth in the world of his master and in service. That's in Hegel's phenomenology of the spirit. Okay. So the spirit of the servant, as he said, is ignorant of the spirit of the master and vice versa. Okay. And at the beginning, the spirit of man was divided into master and service, right? Okay. So as we know, who is the first master and servant? The first master was God, and the first service was, servant was Adam. Now I'm talking about masters and servants, as far as mankind goes. Ooh. Christ in us. Nope. Go back further. Go back further. In the Old Testament. <clears throat> Old Testament. So where's the first master-servant relationship? Uh, would that be uh, Herod and... Uh, Further back. Okay, I'm lost. So the first relation of the two was Esau and Jacob. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah, because uh, Esau was slave to Jacob. Or originally Esau was supposed to be the master. Right. There's henceforth a confusion, right? Right. So it says this, Esau, Isaac replies to Esau, Behold, I have made him your master. Relatives I have given to him as servants with grain and new wine. I have sustained him. Genesis 27 37. So that was the original arrangement. Okay. The original arrangement was Jacob would be a servant Sherbet. of Esau, right? Uh, but obviously that got screwed up. Yeah, Jacob, Jacob took it away, he stole it, basically right. stole it from him. But see, he had help, he had his mom's help, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, his mom, he had his mom's help, and he had, um. Yeah, and, and obviously he had circumstance on his side because yeah, yeah, his head was in a mess of shame. So, <laughs> so yeah, so he used everything. Yeah, so yeah, typical man. We're all screwed up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and he's always out doing his own thing. So who knows, you know? But that happens. So these two covenants have stood till the very end. For it was written that Abraham had two sons, one by the bondswoman and one by the free woman. But the son by the bondswoman was born according to the flesh, and the son by the free through his promise. Okay, allegorically speaking, these women are two covenants. One from Mount Sinai, bearing children who are to be slaves. She is Hagar, now this is Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia and corresponds to the present Jerusalem. Okay. For she is in slavery with her children, but the Jerusalem above is free. She is our mother. Galatians 4. Okay. Thus, there's this separation between master and servants, okay? Okay. So, the objective of our spirit is to learn the interdependence of worship and service. For as was said, for in the movement to the independence of consciousness is lordship and servitude. Okay. Two things. Through the idea of freedom, 
skeptical detachment and the struggle for absolute liberation on the part of the self-divided consciousness. Otherness, insofar as is, only subjectively for self-consciousness, vanishes for the latter itself. And it was a master who taught his disciples on being a master, right? Mm, true. So our objective is to learn the difference. For a disciple is not above his teacher, nor a slave above his master. Right. It is enough for the disciple that he becomes like his teacher and the slave like his master. Matthew 10. Okay. And in servitude to his servants, the master did that, right? Right. Because who's the master? Christ. Christ. Christ was always the master from the very beginning. If he chose to be what? He chose to be the servant. He chose to become a servant. So he bridged that 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 gap that was there. He says, you know, since you can't understand it, let me show you how. I'll become the servant. So that's what he did. He said, said, Behold my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom my soul delights, I have put my spirit upon him, and he will bring forth justice to the nations. Isaiah okay. 42. And thus by unifying the spirit of the master and the servant, the spirit of God, his spirit throughout the nations. Okay. By having the mind of these spirits, the master can now call his servants his friends. Mm. And that's what he did. He said, no longer do I call you slaves, for the slave does not know what his master is doing. When I have called you friends for all things that I've heard from my father, I have made known to you. John 15. Okay. So that's what he was trying to say. What, what Hegel implies and what Christ did is that there's a separation between servant and master in spirit, right? Right. But Christ bonded that. He, he, he bridged that gap. He said, I am the master and now I become a servant so you can understand. Mm-hmm. And now that, that that bondage has been, that gap has been filled, now he becomes our friend. Okay? Gotcha. Okay. And when we understand that each branch constitutes, constitutes part of the whole, then our minds can understand what the, what the one spirit is. For this condition where individuality is conscious of itself only in and with others, and conscious of the common life as its own is the state of spiritual existence. Okay. Spiritual existence and social life thus must go together. That's his phenomenology of the spirit from Hegel. Okay. And we do, we do know this, that the flesh of mankind was first given to, man, to Adam, but the spirit of mankind was given through Christ. Right. And it says, it is so in a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body, that is through Adam, and there is a spiritual body through Christ. Okay. And so it is said, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. Okay. First Corinthians 15. And how do we receive the spirit? God breathed it into us. God breathed it into us, but we receive the spirit of God of unity by confessing in Christ. Mm. Says, Repent, and each of you shall be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. 
for the promises for you and your children, and for all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call to himself. Acts 2. Okay? And it was prophecied that our Lord shall call his servants to himself in the end. And that the Spirit will descend, descend upon all of us. It says, It will come about after this that I shall pour out my Spirit on all of mankind. And your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on the male and female servants. I will pour out my Spirit on those days. Joel 2. Okay. And, and, uh, the beauty is, we're in those days. Yeah, we are. We're in those days. So we're, we're seeing the, the manifestation of Joel and Acts as we, as we speak right now. Where the Spirit does, the Spirit dwells in us. And, yeah. And we will see it. We will see it. We will see it grow and grow as time progresses. So. Okay. Alright. So, wow. That is heavy duty. Yep, it's time to take a break and think about that, guys. Yes, and when we come back, we'll continue with our subject, The Spirit. I'm your host, Michael Van Lowe. You're listening to The Prophecy Show on the Christ the King Radio Network. Dr. Andrew has written eight books on end-time prophecy related to this series. To find out more about Dr. Andrew and the books on end-time prophecy, visit his website at www.andrewtheprophet.com. That's www.andrewtheprophet.com. The best way to keep track of what's going on in the Middle East is to visit the prophecy.blog. Observers and reporters on the ground update the site in real time hourly, so you stay informed. That's the prophecy.blog. You're listening to Christ the King Radio at ctkradio.org. This program is available as a podcast. Simply visit the podcast section of our website, www. .ctkradio.org. Click on the logo for the Prophecy Show and look for the title of this program in the listing. Services in kind provided by Maximize Life Chiropractic, bringing you to optimum health. Maximize Life Chiropractic. For more information in the Denver metro area, give them a call at 303 922 8146 or visit the website at www.maximizelifechiropractic.com by internet media providers makers of patriot with patriot every news channel in the world is at your fingertips the patriot for more information look for the link to internet media providers on this website or app or visit us directly at www.internetmediaproviders.com. You're listening to Christ the King Radio at ctkradio.org. 
to the Prophecy Show. I'm your host, Michael Van Lowe. I'm here with Dr. Andrew, and today we are talking about the spirit. So, so the spirit has always been divided by between master and servants. Okay. So obviously, servants understand what masters and thinking, and vice versa. So, from a existential standpoint, the master had to come as the servant, okay, so that we can understand. And because of that, not only do we understand it, but there's no longer that master-servant relationship. So we've become friends. Friends, yeah. So, um, but obviously it's taking time for that to happen. Heckel said that. He says that the spirit of mankind must pass through a series of stages in order to mature to that. Okay. So, but historically, the struggle is between the immediate needs of man's spirit and the perfection, perfection of that friendship, that okay. absolute spirit, what he, call, what he called the absolute spirit. For the spirit, so far as it is the immediate truth, is the ethical revelation, individual, and the world. It has to advance to the consciousness of what is immediately, it has to abandon and transcend the beautiful simplicity of ethical life and get to a knowledge of itself by passing through a series of stages and forms. Okay. Okay, so same thing like, like kids, right? Right. Um, it's, yeah, you have to learn in stages, right? So um, the first and immediate stage of the human spirit is so you progress from self. Okay. And the next step would be the sense of family, right? Right. So you got your mom, dad, siblings. Right. It says, he said, for it is an immediate consciousness of self in another, and hence is a natural ethical community, that is, the family. Okay. The ethical element in this case seems bound to be placed in the relationship of an individual member of a family to the entire family as a real substance, so that the purpose of this action and the content of its actuality are taken from this substance. And are derived solely from the family life. Okay. okay. So as we know, the first family came through. First family came through. Uh, was was a uh, uh, Cain and Abel, was it? Yeah, it was Cain and Abel. It was Adam and Eve, right? Right. So it says now the man had relations with his wife Eve, and she conceived and gave birth to Cain. And she said, I have given, I have gotten the man child to help the Lord. Again, she gave birth to his brother Abel. Okay. And Abel was a keeper of the flocks. A king was a tiller of the ground. Genesis 4. Okay. Unfortunately, it was not a good relationship. It was not. So, right? So, what happened? Um, was it Abel who. Gave God good offerings in Cain, who gave God leftovers. Yeah. And uh, eventually God treated Abel better than he treated Cain, which in turn caused Cain to kill him. Kill his brother. Yep. First murder, right? Right. So it says uh, it came about when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel and his brother and killed him. And the Lord said to King, Where is Abel, your brother? And he said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? He said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. Wow. 
Now you accursed it from him, which has opened his mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. Genesis 4. So the next step of the spirit becomes a community. Okay? Okay. So the spirit of the family evolves into the spirit of the community or the government. Okay. It says, for the community, the upper law whose validity is open to the light of day, has its concrete vitality on, in government. For in government, it is an individual whole. Government is a concrete, actual spirit reflected into itself, the self-pure and simple of the entire ethical substance. Wow. This simple force allows, indeed, the community to unfold and expand and to its component members, and to give each part substance and self-existence of its own. Okay. So you can, you can think of our, actually we can think of our country as having a spirit of its own, right? Right. So it's, it's a spirit of community, okay? Okay. Uh, as you know, what's the first uh, community or kingdom or government that is spoken of in the Bible? Um... I want to say that the first community was the community of the Israelites that were led out of bondage. No, no, way, way before that. Way Ooh. before that. I guess it was the family of Cain and Abel. That's family. That's family. And then the government. Okay, I'm lost again. So the first government was Babel, or Babylon. Oh, that's right. And he had to destroy the Tower of Babel to keep the community from going crazy. <laughs> yeah, this is the spirit of the government. wasn't good either, right? No. <laughs> it says the beginning of his kingdom was Babel. Okay. And, and, and he had to destroy that. Babel because... Yep. Well, the spirit of this kingdom would be divided. Because... <laughs> talk about the vision. That was worse than the vision. Hey, you're coming up there to take over. Hey, yeah, division and, and all that, but just right, you guys ain't going to even speak the same language. Hey, we're going we're gonna to make sure that you guys can communicate. Yeah. <laughs> the Lord said, Behold, they are one people. They have the same language. And this is what they began to do. And now nothing which they purpose to do will be impossible for them. Come like us, and as God, go down and there and confuse their language so that they shall not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of the whole earth, and he stopped them in the city. And therefore, his name is called Babel. Why? Right? Yeah. They dabble, right? That's what they do. Because then the Lord confused the language of the whole earth. From there, the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of the whole earth. And that's what they sounded like to each other when they got done. Babel. Yeah, exactly. So Hale conceded that due to the expected struggles of conflicting spirits within the community, our governments must eventually control these spirits. Okay. And this is, this is done through what? Uh, this is done now. It's done through elections and... Well, we have, we have, but I'm saying what happens when it falls apart? What, oh, how's it, how's it controlled? Uh, when it falls apart, there's no control. Yeah, what happens? It, it turns into chaos. Uh, what, what, turns what's, into, what's it called? What's it called? 
three-letter word. Three-letter word. Uh -huh. I'm lost. Four. Oh yeah. Okay. Because yeah, because because now not only do we not understand, but we disagree to the point that. We're not going to have an irreconcilable one. Yeah, right. it's going to be an irreconcilable difference. Yeah. Thus, a war. Okay, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So it says the spirit of universal assemblage and association is the single and simple principle. And the negative essential factor at work is the segregation and isolation of these systems. In order not to let them get rooted and settled in this isolation and thus break up the whole into fragments and let the common spirit evaporate, government has from time to time shaken them to the very center by war. Okay. It's about war. That's about what we're about. And we're almost there, guys. We're almost there. We're almost there. I mean, we're um, uh, not just civil and World War II. Hey, I, I, know that right now. I thought that... Uh, I thought that after George Floyd, we were going to have war because there was such a confusing... Yeah. Well, ironically, it's going to start. It's going to start outside of the United States. So okay. That's irony. It'll, it'll start in Ukraine. So, but I'm just saying that, yeah, we're kind of at that part where the community gets broken up. Yeah. And we're, uh, we're at that, that critical point at this point. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So... Despite the obvious destruction that comes to the war, the end is unification. So that's the irony. That's the irony. That's the irony. Yeah. It's like if the Miller and the Craig dies, but at the end there will be there will be unity because of it. Um, very much the you know, people that are the philosophy of mystics, they're they're correct. They're correct. We're going through transition. I mean that's the way that's the way I look at it. It's like yeah, we're going to have to go through some SH in order to get to what's good. And it's weird, too, because the only way to resolve what's going on in, in, in Ukraine right now is going to be all out, is all, the all out war that's going on. Yeah, it's the all out war, and essentially it's the blowing up of Zaporizhia, so that's what's going to happen. He said, war is a spirit and form in which the essential movement, essential moment of ethical substance, the absolute freedom of ethical self-consciousness from all and every kind of existence is manifestly confirmed and realized. While on the one hand, war makes the particular spheres of property and personal independence, as well as the personality of the individual himself, Feel the force of negation and destruction. On the other hand, this engine of negation and destruction sends out this is that which preserves the whole insecurity. So it's ironic, right? Right. War is not as bad as we think it is. And it does have a purpose. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a purpose behind it. So, yeah. I mean, there are a lot of people saying, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, but that's only because they don't understand what's about to happen. Or what's happening. Yeah, or, 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 or we've pushed them to the point where they, they don't care anymore. Uh, 
Supporting Christ the King Radio at ctkradio.org. Dr. Andrew has written eight books on end time prophecy related to this series. To find out more about Dr. Andrew and the books on end time prophecy, visit his website at www.andrewtheprophet.com. 
www.andrewtheprophet.com. That's www.andrewtheprophet.com. The best way to keep track of what's going on in the Middle East is to visit theprophecy.blog. Observers and reporters on the ground update the site in real time hourly, so you stay informed. That's theprophecy.blog. We invite you to visit and explore the Christ the King Radio website at www.ctkradio.org. Our responsive website is designed to work on just about any device. Find information about our hosts and programs and keep track of what's going on here at Christ the King Radio Ministries. Just visit and like the Christ the King Radio website at www.ctkradio.org. Winter always means snow and ice on the roads, so it's not hard for even the most careful person to find themselves involved in a car crash. I'm Michael Van Lowe, and if this happens to you, I suggest you give my friends at Maximize Life Chiropractic a call at 303-922-8146. Dr. Sergio Rockport is highly trained and has years of experience treating back, neck, and extremity pain caused by a car crash, mine included, and all without using harmful and addictive pain medications. For a complete list of Dr. Rockefort's training and credentials and a sampling of his glowing patient testimonials, visit the website at www.maximizelifechiropractic.com. While on the website, you'll discover that Dr. Rockefort also treats sports injuries. Don't walk around in pain. His services are covered under most insurance plans. To make an appointment to see the doctor, give them a call at 303-922-8146. For clinic location and hours of operation, visit the website at www.maximizelifechiropractic.com. Bringing you to Optimum Health, Maximize Life Chiropractic. You're listening to Christ the King Radio at ctkradio.org. to the Prophecy Show. I'm your host, Michael Van Lowe. I'm here with Dr. Andrew, and today we are talking about the spirit and, and how it relates to man and how God relates to us through the spirit. Yep. So, so the, the spirit of it, talking about is the spirit of the community, the spirit of the government. And, okay. And, you know, obviously... All of man's spirits fight, fail at some point, right? Right. So, um, the failure of the family, you know, is divorce or, you know, um, violence or whatever it may be. And we're going through that. And then, the, but the failure of, of government becomes war. The failure of, of the spirit of the government becomes war. And we're about to hit that. Yet, despite the hundreds of thousands of wars that we've been through, 
that actually ordained just two wars, right? Right. So what was the first war? First war was between good and evil. That's when the no, 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 actual war. I'm not talking about. Oh, the first actual war. Man, we got got to go back past the Ottoman Empire. Wait, us for the for the first war. <laughs> and I can't. Which new wars are gained by God? So, please tell me what they were. To us, that was with. Actually, it was with Moses and the people, but eventually went on to Joshua because the people failed, right? Okay. So you ordained the war. He said, go take over your land, right? Right. And besides, that was not, that was just not an ordinance. It was, it was an order. Right. It was like, go and put the people that are on this land to the sword. Yep. And if they didn't leave anything behind, and not leave anything behind. Right. And if they didn't do that, they suffered. Yeah, and which is it. So God ordained that first war. He says, When you approach a city to fight against it, you shall offer terms of peace. If it agrees to make peace with you and opens to you, then all the people who are found in it shall become your forced labor, shall serve you. However, if it does not make peace with you, you shall make war against you, and then you shall besiege it. Deuteronomy 20. Okay. And what is the second war that God has ordained? Second war that God has ordained. I don't know that one either, to tell you the truth. Only one other war. The last war. Okay, so the last war is where God comes and just takes it all back. Yep. And so the last war of the nation is the only other war that's ordained by God. <laughs> and, and, and he's the one who's going to be fighting it. So yep. the rest of them need to look out. Yep. And it says this, I saw heaven open, behold, a white horse, and he who sits on it is called Faithful and True. It's Christ, guys. Okay. And in righteousness, he judges and wages war. His eyes are a flame of fire, and on his head are many diadems. And he has a name written on them, which no one knows except himself. He is clothed with a robe dipped in blood. His name is the Word of God. And the armies, which are in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, were following him on white horses. From his mouth comes a sharp sword, so that he may strike down the nations, and he shall rule over them with a rod of iron. Mm. And he treads the winepress of the fierce wrath of God the Almighty. And on his robe and on his thigh he has the name written, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. Revelation 19. Okay. So through this all, we hopefully come to, or we will come to, one spirit. Okay? The final and perfect state of the spirit is what Hegel termed absolute knowledge. Hmm. The spirit of mankind is pure truth and knowledge in itself. As he said, this is the last embodiment of the spirit. The spirit which at once at once gives its complete and true content the form of self and there thereby realizes its notion and its so doing remains within its own notion. This is absolute knowledge. Okay. It is a spirit knowing itself in the shape of spirit. It is knowledge which comprehends through not positions. 
Truth is here not merely in itself absolutely identical with certainty. It has also the shape, the character of certainty of self, or in its existence, for the spirit knowing it is in the form of knowledge itself. Okay. So man, <clears throat> the first man, actually sought for this knowledge, right? Right. As we know, who ate from the tree of knowledge? Uh, Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve. They sought knowledge. They sought the knowledge, the absolute knowledge of God. However, that tree had what? That, that tree also had evil. Evil on it. Yeah. And, and when you ate that fruit, you had to take both. You had to take both. The yeah. knowledge of good and evil. Yep. This is on the ground. The Lord God caused to go every kind that is pleasing to the sight and good for food. The tree of life, also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So obviously, knowledge was not absolute knowledge. It was both good and evil. Okay. Because the correct tree would have been from the tree of life. So they didn't quite get to the right tree. No, they didn't. It says... As a, as a matter of fact, they were steered to the wrong tree. Yeah, the right tree. I think uh, it was actually the right tree in the spectrum of the of what was supposed to happen. Okay. Okay. The Lord God said, "Behold, the man has become like one of us, knowing good and evil. And now he might stretch out his hand and take also from the tree of life, and he forever." So we're getting there. We're almost there. Okay. It's just that. We took, we had to eat from the knowledge of good and evil first. Okay. Therefore the Lord God sent him out of the garden of Eden to cultivate the ground from which he was taken. Genesis 3. And it was the Lord who gave us absolute knowledge by giving us the word and the spirit of knowledge. Okay. And it says the spirit of the Lord will rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding of counsel and strength, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, Isaiah 11. For it is through the desire of the Lord, the spirit of knowledge can now dwell upon us, right? Right. Hashem said, He jealously desires the spirit which He has made to dwell within us, James 4. Okay. Hegel expounded that the limiting thing of the spirit of knowledge is what? Us. Well, it's not just us. But it's the world as we know it. Yeah, it's the world as we know it, and the world as we know it is subject to time. Right. It's taking time. It wasn't going to happen immediately. It's, he said, hence spirit necessarily appears in time. Mm. And it appears in time so long as it does not grasp its pure notion. Time, therefore, appears as spirit, destiny, and necessity. Which spirit is not yet complete within itself. So we are subject to time in order to mature the spirit of God within us, okay? Right, because none of us gets it right at birth. No. At the beginning we had no knowledge of good and evil. By eating from the fruit, we've acquired the knowledge of good and evil. Okay. <clears throat> Says this, your little ones 
who you said would become a prey, and your sons, who this day have no knowledge of good and evil, shall enter there, and I will give it to them, and they shall possess it, your honor, one. Okay. So now is the time, though, when we shall reach absolute knowledge. So the time is coming, right? Right. It says, there's a time coming that has now come when true worshipers will worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit. And as worshipers must worship in spirit yeah, and in truth. truth. John 4. And in passage, we do know this. The time is about to come to an end. So yes, that will no longer so no be a, a, a thing to worry about. And at that time, God, God, man shall know the, the difference between good and evil. It says, it will come about at that time that I will search Jerusalem with lamps. I will punish the men who are saying it in spirit and saying in their hearts, the Lord will not do good or evil. Zephaniah 1. Wow. Because he will only do good. <laughs> right. He, he can only do good. He can only do good. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So that's the, uh, the whole... Yeah, it was a, yeah, Hegel had a very good concept of the spirit, the spirit of, 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 of man and the spirit of God and, you know, what our purpose is. Um, so anyway, food for thought, guys. Yes, and, and as long, until, well, I was going to say as long as we remember, but until we remember that our purpose here was to serve the Lord our God, Nothing we do is going to ever amount to a hill of beans. Correct. Correct. Nothing. So we're going to have to, in, in order for us to actually get to the truth that God really wants us to see, Christ is going to really have to come again. Mm -hmm. And I'm like you. I'm waiting patiently. <laughs> no, he's coming. He's coming, man. Uh, I, he may not come in my lifetime, but yeah, I know he's coming. No, no, he's coming in all of our lifetime. You think we'll see it? Absolutely. Wow. Anyway, as always, Doc, I want to thank you. I always get smarter every time we have these conversations, and this one really blew my mind. Folks, you've been listening to The Prophecy Show on the Christ the King Radio Network. As always, until next time, love God. The preceding program was made possible in part by the generous financial support of listeners like you. By Maximize Life Chiropractic, bringing you to optimum health, Maximize Life Chiropractic. For more information in the Denver metro area, give them a call at 303-922-8146 or visit the website at www.MaximizeLifeChiropractic.com by Internet Media Providers, makers of Crosslink. With Crosslink, you can view any Christian television station in the world using Crosslink. For more information, 
look for the link to Internet Media Providers on this website or app, or visit us directly at www.internetmediaproviders.com. Produced by CTK Media Services.